A Raccoon Family's Night of Nights by Nellie M. Pearpoint from St. Nicholas, an Illustrated Magazine for Young Folks, Volume 43, Part 2, 1916. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Father Raccoon came shuffling through the woods from his night's hunting, sitting bolt upright at every few steps to survey his surroundings like his near relative the bear, then coming a few steps further until his attention was attracted by a twig which his facile paws caught and turned as dexterously as could human hands, while he smelled it with the closest attention seeming to gain some news of the wood world by touch and scent. As he reached the foot of his home tree, the elusive opalescent light of dawn changed to a golden gleam here and there, and the first of the ever-busy wild bees buzzed along over his head. He paused as they went by, then looked back along the way he had come, as though their familiar humming had reminded him of the scent of honey that he had noticed from a hollow branch as he came home. But it had been too light to investigate then, as the bees were stirring. But what raccoon can resist honey? It seemed as if he were laying future plans as he sat at the foot of the hemlock tree with his front paws resting on the trunk, looking back with his wise, deep-set little eyes twinkling and gleaming as he thought it out. Then he started to climb the tree. The bird's morning hymn of praise increased to its fullest volume, and the first of the red squirrels came chattering through the treetops. The daylight life of the woods awoke at the first ray of sunlight, just as the night life of the forest was yawning and drowsy for its day's sleep. Squirrel paused a moment as he watched Raccoon ponderously climbing the tree trunk to hurl spiteful chatterings at him before following the interlacing branches that formed the overhead highway to the drinking place at the edge of the pool. Raccoon was not interested and beyond one careful steady look continued on his way to the top of the tree. Once he paused opposite the hole in the trunk that held his nest and several shrill squeals welcomed him on his return home. Feeling assured that all was well, he continued on his way to the top of the tree, where the small branches sprang out on all sides, making a row of radiating spokes around the central stem. This was the spot he was seeking, and after a preliminary inspection and some arrangement of his toilet, he settled himself on his spring bed of boughs, for his day's sleep. His body quite surrounded the central stem. The branches and bunches of foliage hid him completely from the ground, and it needed sharp eyes to distinguish his striped fur even when close to him. The robins and blackbirds flocked through the woods, attending to their daily affairs, settling within a few feet of the sleeping raccoon, and never seeing him until an active, bustling blue jay, the policeman of the woods, joined them. Hardly had he alighted before he set up a shrill hubbub that aroused every feathered denizen of the woods, 
and raccoon as well from experience he knew there would be no further peace after blue jay had found him so while they were all flying around his sleeping place shrieking and protesting he scrambled down the tree trunk and into his hole to finish his day's sleep in the midst of his family and after a time the birds departed about their own affairs as the day passed and twilight came the night life of the woods again awoke and the day life became quiet as the moon rose the young raccoons came out of their nest hole and played and wrestled on the branch beside it their father and mother came down the tree trunk and the young ones soon followed when they reached the ground after a careful scrutiny of the surrounding objects the party started off through the woods they shuffled along nosing everything that came their way and with restless paws feeling everything within reach their progress through the woods was deliberate but continued so steadily that they covered a long distance before dawn they followed the paths through the undergrowth that were common highways to the wood folk until they came to the pond where they paused and dabbled their paws in the mud and water for the pure joy of dabbling an unfortunate frog that ventured too near was promptly caught by mother raccoon while the babies gathered a spray of low-growing blackberries and washed them in the water until the berries were battered out of shape with much handling they were then approved by their mother's superior knowledge as being fit to eat but father raccoon was calling with low insistent whines for this was not the main business of the night this was to be a night of nights one of the feast nights of the whole summer and time must not be wasted on frogs and blackberries and the pleasures of mud and water the party once more got under way and traveled along the edge of the pond until they came to the cornfield the corn was in ideal condition tender and milky and they fell to work with a will they tore the ears down and trampled the stalks destroying more than they could eat but when they raided the cornfield they did it well for it was unwise to come often as the farmer did not welcome their visits when an ear was torn from the stalk and stripped of its husks it was carried down to the pond and washed it was plunged into the water and trampled upon and turned over with those ever restless paws until it appeared to be covered with mud but then it seemed to them to be in the most desirable condition they ate and grunted and whined with satisfaction as they dabbled in the water and devoured the much washed corn until the night was far advanced and the end of the cornfield a wreck then it was time for their homeward journey father raccoon who being of a shrewd and calculating turn of mind knew that it was prudent to return by a different path led the way to the first oak tree beyond the pond where the outstretching branches formed a tapestry against the sky and interlaced with other branches until a continuous highway was made in the middle of the forest he led the way the others following stepping in his tracks where it was possible pausing to sniff at the same leaf or twig that he did 
and watching shrewdly any movement that might suggest the presence of an unwary moth or beetle that might be captured. A still, chill movement of the air floated through the treetops, telling of the coming dawn, and the night folk realized that their time of work and play was drawing to an end, while a sleepy chirp from a bird told that it, too, half-realized that day was almost come. Suddenly, Father Raccoon paused, an alert nose in the air, warning the line following him that something new was there. He seemed to hear the hum of bees as a faint scent of honey reached him, and he remembered his plans of the morning. Again, it was a little late, for the first white light was creeping up the eastern sky, and although his fur was long and thick, bees that could find their way to fly could also find his nose and ears and eyes to sting, and would not simply cling and hum in their hive as they would do in the dark. But the young raccoons had scented honey by this time, and their whines and excitement banished his last doubts. He branched away from the highway in the air to investigate a hollow branch a little above. Just as Father Raccoon reached the hollow, a shrill chatter from the end of the branch announced the awakening of Red Squirrel in his summer home, and he promptly sounded the alarm that the raccoon family were still abroad, although past their time. After a prolonged and careful look at Red Squirrel, Father Raccoon dipped a cautious paw into the hole and pulled out a piece of honey-laden comb, which he dropped down for the other members of the family to devour. They lost no time in reaching the ground to secure that choice morsel. A moment later, the air was full of irate bees, humming, buzzing, darting this way and that, ready to sting any and everything within reach in defense of their honey. Father Raccoon's ears and eyes and nose were within the bees' reach, and apparently Red Squirrel was doing all in his power to urge them on. One, two, or more pieces of honeycomb came out as the result of the energetic thrusts of that facile paw when the bees got too thick and he had to beat a retreat toward the ground. Red Squirrel followed, chattering, scolding, dancing from side to side, when a violent barking made Father Raccoon's heart stand still. A sharp cry of warning from him came just as two of the dogs from the farm broke through the underbrush and almost upon the mother and the young raccoons who were intent on the honey. Father Raccoon's wits were alert and with his loudest whines he noisily scrambled down the tree trunk to within a few feet of the ground until the dog's attention was gained and both rushed at the tree, leaping into the air in frantic excitement. But Father Raccoon kept just out of their reach although he appeared too much startled to get away. Up and down he shuffled, still out of reach, but so near that the dogs were sure they could get him at the next jump. As they leaped and barked, they attracted the attention of the bees, so the angry insects deserted the raccoon, who was comparatively still, to attack the dogs, who were not. With frantic yelps, both dogs rushed through the woods to the farm, with the bees following. 
as the dog's cries died away in the distance raccoon scrambled to the ground and rushed through the bushes to the next tree with whines and squeals to call his family together when he reached the upper branches there they all were each having come up a separate tree and together they found the highway overhead but father raccoon had no mind to return to the home nest where the farmer and his dogs might look for them but turned off at right angles to the accustomed highway they disappeared with surprising rapidity and the forest swallowed them up on their way to a new home for the rest of that season the red squirrel and the blue jay could find no raccoons in the woods end of a raccoon family's night of nights by nellie m pearpoint from st nicholas an illustrated magazine for young folks volume 43 part 2 1916 read for librivox by sue anderson